Next on BYU Sports Nation, countdown to Selection Sunday. BYU basketball hanging on to at-large hopes while bubbles burst all around. The Cougars' situation becoming a nationwide debate after a season-ending injury to Kyle Collinsworth. All BYU can do is wait. Plus, Pro Day in Provo for select BYU football players. Former Cougar Brian Logan joins us and BYU volleyball head coach Chris McGowan. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Friday, March 14th, this is how we do it. Sing it, Jerem. This is how we do it. Aw, yeah. I'm Spencer. We used to play this song. <laughs> la, 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 la. Something like that? Something like that. That's pretty close, actually. <laughs> we miss Montel. I am Uncle Spencer Montel. Linton, teamed up with a technician of English grammar and vocabulary, Jerem Jordan. This is not true. I'm just annoying. Wherever and however you may be joining us, great <laughs> to have you with us. You said it. Pie day. Jeremy, it's pie it day. It is pie day. What are we going to do about it? we got to go eat some pie, right? We're there, headed there to has... J-Dogs for lunch at Provo Classic. They, they don't serve pie there, but there's got to be a place around somewhere where we can get a, a solid piece of pie. By the way, what's, yeah. your, what's your favorite pie? Uh, I'm going with the underrated seasonal pie of pumpkin. You like pumpkin. Pump, you like pumpkin pie. Lots of pumpkin. whipped cream? Sure. Okay. I love key lime pie. Okay. The, the thing I look forward to most on Thanksgiving Day is... My wife's key lime pie. Hmm. So fist bump, dude. Pie day. Andy Glockner, national writer of college basketball, real prominent guy. A lot of his work's been in Sports Illustrated. This is breaking news. He, he put out the updated pie power rankings. Mm, let's do this. And he started with pizza. The pizza pie. Because after all, that, okay. that's, that's kind of where it originated, yeah. right? Then he goes apple, key lime, Chocolate cream, so he's got mine at number three. Blueberry, Warren's cherry. What's Warren's, Warren's cherry? cherry? I, I don't know. Brand? Peach and turtle. No, huh? no pumpkin. Where's your pumpkin Come on, on man? That? It, pumpkin doesn't make the pie power rankings. That's all right. It's underrated. Whatever. Uh, another tweet that we failed to get to yesterday. Uh, it got on screen yesterday. <laughs> yes, it did. At Get High. No doubt about it. The best part of hashtag BYUSN simulcast is the video highlights. Okay, the worst part? Jerem Jordan's haircut. Your hair is a trending topic on BYU Sports Nation now. Isn't that great? <laughs> hey, I've had my fair share of trolling tweets. Yeah. So it's okay. I told you not to cut it. As long as if, if BYU doesn't get in the tournament, then get a haircut. I'll cut my hair whenever the heck I want. Okay, I don't, or, I don't need you, to be told when to cut my hair. Or you can do that, too. <laughs> Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved on today's Twitter question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in BYU's at-large chances for Selection Sunday? 10! No. no. <laughs> what is it for you? Well, I've I've been riding the Tournament Express train all year long, right? Yes, you have. So I'm going to go nine. Okay, I'm going to go seven and a half. It was <laughs> it was probably nine. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. No, you give me the real horn. When I say nine, you give me the real. Yeah, there it is. Okay, mine mine is a little less, seven and a half, because of the Collinsworth injury. Uh, I I think BYU gets in, but I think that on some level, whether BYU likes it or not, or whether it's fair that that injury will affect the at-large chances. It shouldn't, but I think it does. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you across BYU Sports Nation that the Cougars 
will get their name called on Selection Sunday by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. You can watch the simulcast live on BYU TV, also on BYUtv.org. Rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, it's Friday, and time for what's trending. BYU is squarely on the bubble. The Kyle Collinsworth situation has clearly taken over. It has become a nationwide debate as to how the committee is going to handle BYU now that their second best player, arguably their most valuable player because of all the things he does and his versatility, is out. So, bracketologists are are jumping off the train. And I I would say that that BYU getting in for most of the nation's leading bracketologists went from an 8 to about a 5 because of the Kyle Collinsworth situation. Yes. Which, I, I mean, I... I don't understand it because are you rewarding a player or are you rewarding a team? It should be the body of work of BYU season. But you're right. The national perception, the court of public opinion, if you will, which shouldn't be a factor with bracketologists, or it is with bracketologists, but not with the 10-man selection committee, appears to, like you said, drop from somewhere around an 8 to a 5, if you had to categorize it that way. Going back to the tweet from Matt Bridger Hill, Colorado was a team that BYU needed to win yesterday. Because California is right there with BYU on the bubble. The Golden Bears really needed a win yesterday. They're the fourth team out in Joe, to Joe Lenardi. Because right they lost to Colorado. Because they lost. They lost by three to the Buffs. And so Colorado does BYU a huge favor. There were a number of teams that lost yesterday that needed to lose for BYU's at-large hopes to remain where they are. Including Arkansas, which was a shocker to South Carolina. So the Razorbacks, somehow they're still above... BYU and Jerry Palm's bracket, which is ridiculous. But Arkansas lost. A lot of bracketologists have them out now. California loses. And then uh, St. Uh, John's. The Johnnies got upset as well in the Big East tournament. Or the, the American tournament, I, or sh- I should say, right? They're still in the Big East, aren't they? The big, I don't know. Yeah. It's they're still in the Big East. St. John's still in the Big East. Yeah, they're still in the Big East. Okay. So three, three teams that needed to lose lost. So BYU remains exactly where they were yesterday, which is the second-to-last team in. But it With can Joe all... Lenardi, who's been BYU's how did they biggest go? How did they go guy. from ninth-to-last ninth team in? At least ninth. It could have been To second. Up. Obviously, Collinsworth is affecting even BYU's number one fan in the tournament train express, Joe Lenardi. <laughs> Which makes me nervous because I was like, well, no, Lenardi's not going to buy into that. Clearly, he's buying into that. And Jerry Palm somehow has bought into BYU more. Now BYU's the third to last team out. They had not been mentioned anywhere in the first four teams out with, with Jerry Palm. So there's some, there's some kind of regression to the mean. Somewhere in the middle of those two guys or, and many others, and we kind of quote them because they appear to be the two most prominent bracketologists. The BYU somewhere in the middle there. And guess what? The line is right in the middle. That's a scary thing for BYU. A lot of people are asking, okay, so what, what teams do we root for today? On Friday, this is tournament week, and there is a laundry list of teams that are on the bubble still. And I, in my opinion, I have ranked them in matters of importance to BYU. These, these are the teams that you want to lose, starting with Dayton and Providence. The Flyers and the Friars. Those two teams... You need to lose. Like, if they lose today, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing for BYU. Then we move down two spots. Virginia beating Florida State. That should happen. Florida State got a good win yesterday. It put them right up underneath the hills of BYU. If they beat the sixth-ranked team in the country today in Virginia, Florida State 
steals a spot. They're in. They're probably they're in with if they win that game. Florida needs to beat Missouri. The number one team in the country is not going to lose to Missouri. I, I do not see that it's happening. It's March, baby. You never know. But if Missouri knocks off the number one team in the country, then they have a huge case because they have a notable postseason win. So those four, I believe, are the most important. There are some other teams, St. Joseph, Xavier, Nebraska. I feel like Xavier, Nebraska, and Tennessee are going to get in regardless because they've done enough. They're above BYU as it is. But Dayton, Providence, Florida State, Missouri, all four of those teams you want to lose. Mark it down. You want to add anything to that? Game? Topic two. No, because we're in topic two. Yes, we are. A chance to prove yourself. Dan- I'm planning on running and jumping. Um, if I feel good, I'll uh, I'll do the vert again and then run our four- run the forty and probably just position drills and things like that. Daniel Sorensen in studio with us yesterday on BYU Sports Nation, and he's done a lot of his work. He was so good at the combine that he doesn't really need to put in a ton today during BYU's pro day. There will be a number of scouts there watching different Cougars who are trying to keep the NFL dream alive. Daniel Sorensen is a guy that's that's done most of his positive damage. If, I, if you want to call it damage. But he said that, you know, I, I'll jump if I'm feeling good. I'll run the 40. So he's got a lighter day. However, there are a number of guys that have been preparing solely for this day that didn't get invited to the combine, that didn't play in the Senior Bowl or the East-West Shrine game, starting with Spencer Hadley, who had an injury late in the season, kind of fell off the radar, missed some games because of a suspension. And from what we've been told, he looks like a monster. He's fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah, apparently he is uh, the Hulk now. Yeah, solely to focus on getting ready for this day. And he says, it's my last chance, so I've, I've got to do something about it. Here's the real question, though, and we'll address mustaches later in the show. Does Spencer Hadley still have a mustache? And is it, is it pro day ready? That's the real question that we have to answer today. <laughs> We're going to spend a lot of time talking about a epic, lot of epic mustaches uh, on this show today. <laughs> Hadley, another guy in my mind, J.D. Falsliff. I mean, if, if a Wes Welker type or a Danny Amendola can make it in the league, that's kind of the motto of J.D. Falsliff. It, it is stereotypical, but the short, quick, white guy, that's who J.D. Falsliff is. And is there a spot for him in the NFL? Probably not, but maybe he has a chance. If those guys can play in the league, maybe J.D. can. Kanye Akua Frill, he's a long shot, BYU tight end. He has great size. If he's going to get into the league, it's probably going to be not as a pass catcher, but as a blocking tight end. He has a better shot of making an NFL roster because of the way he plays at BYU. So while he didn't catch a lot of passes, he's a big body and he's a pretty good blocker. Daniel Coates light. Yes. In my mind. And Daniel Coates made an NFL roster with the Cincinnati Bengals. He played three years in Cincinnati. So Kanye Kofrill is in that similar situation. He's not going to get drafted, but he has an opportunity to sign a free agent contract. And Skyler Ridley. Guy with great hands. Great hands. NFL scouts in fall camp last year notice him. We'll see if they notice him on pro day today. You know what? I, you know what? I guarantee those guys are thinking about what happens. Oh, about a hundred and oh, something days. Something days. Countdown to Connecticut. One sixty-eight. You almost gave it away before we counted. I wasn't going to do that. Ugh, I would have called a uh, personal foul on you. I would not I have thrown have done a flag. That. I would not have done. That. I need a flag that I can throw if there's something that deserves it. Let's not give you one because you'll throw it too often. (laughs) (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in BYU basketball's at-large chances on Selection Sunday? Will they get in? It's winter time. At BYU Sports Nation, this is from at art director BYU. Five. They're right on the edge. I think it's a coin flip at this point. That's bad. 
At lo- Laser Sheep, six. I feel like the RPI and strength of schedule are high enough to get in, but BYU haters are passionate and will do what they can to keep them out. I'm not sure they're on the selection committee, though. Don't worry about that. If BYU gets into a play-in situation, I have them winning. I think the depth of BYU is being overlooked. We have starters sitting. Not many teams can go to the bench for Matt Carlino when Kyle Collinsworth goes out, which is a, which is a large benefit for BYU. Yeah. Can't, will Matt Carlino show up like the 14-6 and six guy? People say Anton Winder and Frank Bartley and Matt Carlino can't replace Kyle Collinsworth. You're right. Individually, individually, they can't replace Kyle Collinsworth, but can the three of those players make up for what Kyle does? At their best, yes. they can produce that kind of stuff. Yeah. There are a gaggle of NFL scouts in nice. Provo today, capital G, for BYU Pro Day. Who has the most to prove? We'll ask Brian Logan, a former Cougar next. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. If you feel so inclined, follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. You can stay current with BYU Sports Nation, the simulcast live and on demand at BYUSportsNation.com or at BYUTV.org slash DVR. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you across BYU Sports Nation in the Cougars' at-large chances for Selection Sunday? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. It is pro day for the BYU football team in Provo. NFL scouts here to check out the best of the best in the Cougars as they try to live the NFL dream. And who better than Brian Logan, former BYU defensive standout, to come on the show and tell us, what matters on Pro Day? Brian, what are you watching for on Pro Day in Provo? Well, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing that the coaches want to see um, is just how do you perform under pressure? Um, you know, it's kind of like a game day situation for these guys, uh, and they want to see how hard they're going to work, um, how assignment sound they're going to be uh, when these coaches give them directions uh, when it comes to certain drills that they want them to do. And so taking into, uh, you know, all, all those factors into consideration is really what these coaches are looking for. You know, most of these guys, they've, they've uh, went to the combine. They know the numbers. They've watched tons and tons of film on them. Um, you know, they, they know their stats. They know what they're going to run, what they should run. Um, if, some, if anything surprises them, then great. They'll go back to the film. But that's the biggest thing what they want to look for is that, that effort and, and uh, how, how much can you pay attention to detail. Brian Logan is live from the indoor practice facility on campus where BYU's Pro Day will begin in about 13 minutes. The real question on my mind is, is the media required to wear spandex as well today? Uh, you know what? Um, no, but I, I tried my best. I got, I got some, some black slacks on. Uh, and, How and tight I got, are they? I got a slim fit. They are slim fit. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and I, did, I did work out last night at the gym. Uh, I did my legs. I did some squats. And I, I, I saw Juan Yunga there. I uh, had a nice little conversation with him and, you know, talked about his knee and how he was doing. And you know, he said he wasn't really going to participate um, too much today, just weigh in things. But he said if I had to take my shirt off, um, you know, I want to come into the gym tonight and, and do some abs and, and do some uh, – some, some exercises to make my, myself look cut. So I thought that was pretty funny. It's pro day every day for Brian Logan. There's no letdown. There's no letdown. (laughs) Speaking of Wani Unga, he was one of five BYU Cougars invited to the NFL Combine despite just a brutal and really nonsensical 
injury at the end of the bowl game. How is his recovery coming? And I know he wants to try and make make a roster, but when does he expect to be full strength again? Yeah, I mean, he, he said that his recovery is going great. Um, you know, it's a little bit uh, ahead of time um, from him. He's above schedule, which is, which is great. Um, you know, he said it's kind of up in the air just with, uh, you know, how the, the coaches feel about him. But, you know, he said he got some really good feedback at the Combine. Um, you know, they were to talk to some coaches, and and so um, you know he's 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 very optimistic. I I, I think uh, you know obviously it's going to really come down to you know how fast uh, the recovery can can be. Um, I, I think once he's ready to to, to go out on the field um, uh, and, and be full strength, you know I think his age is going to have to do a lot of work with you know contacting um, you know these teams that are interested. Um, and, and just doing individual workouts, and hopefully that can happen before camp, so he can, you know, get in uh, at the last minute and and try to make a roster. Former BYU cornerback and current BYU TV football analyst Brian Logan is on BYU Sports Nation live from the IPF indoor practice facility on campus. I'm surprised to not see Skylar Ridley's name on the list of those participating in pro day. We just got the list: Falslev, Friel, Hadley, Hoffman, Manu Maliuna, Marcus Matthews, Sorensen, Unga, Vitai, Vanoy, and Wilson. Outside of the five who were invited to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine, who do you think uh, performs the best and makes some noise today at BYU's Pro Day? Um, you know, I think I, I want to say JD Fossil. Um, You know, JD, I, I saw him just walk past me, and uh, you know, kid looks huge. Uh, I've never seen him that big before. Uh, he probably looks like 190 guy. Wow! Um, but but uh, he is. I, I know I, I follow him him on on Instagram and and uh, I've seen just some of the the pictures that he's posted. And I know he's working really hard. Um, he has a lot of passion for the game. I mean, you know, we we see him each and every Saturday, Friday, go out and 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 you can see the passion and and how hard he works. And so. Um, you know, that's definitely uh, very easy to, to translate that passion, that hard work, um, you know, into a setting like this when you're doing nothing but training for the last three, uh, three months. And so, um, you know, his body definitely looks like he's been working hard. Uh, I think out of, outside of the five, um, I think he'll have the, the best opportunity to play professionally. And what I mean by professionally, you know, maybe not necessarily the NFL, um, I think I think arena football or maybe the, the CFL, the Canadian Football League, would be great for him. Uh, more arena, just because um, you know of how quick he is. Um, you know, doesn't have too much uh, great long speed, but uh, with, with arena football, you know, it's it's it's, it's close quarters, and, and you got to be very shifty, and that's what what JD is. Brian Logan, our roving reporter on BYU Sports Nation, live from the indoor practice facility where in just a few minutes the pro day will start for BYU football players. Spencer Hadley is another guy that's an interesting case. He had an injury late in the season, kind of fell off the uh, national radar because of a suspension. It, it kept him out of some prominent games. And so he's a guy that said, look, I, I've, got, I've got to go all out. And he fell off the face of the earth, went and worked out really hard. He's another big guy. How does Spencer Hadley look? And do you think – Maybe he's the guy with the most to prove today. Yeah, I think I think definitely. I mean, he he definitely has a, a chip on his shoulder just from everything that he's went through, and then you know, obviously going through that injury. You know, I, I think I think Spencer, um, you know, Spencer and JD outside of the five, you know, have the best chance to play professionally. Spencer more to actually play in the actual NFL rather than JD. Uh, but with, with, with Spencer, 
Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be the hardest working guy out there. Um, has the biggest chip on his shoulder, and and we all know that he can play. Uh, it, it's it's you know no question uh, that he can play. But you know there are some other things that these scouts are going to going to take a look at and and, and are going to consider. Um, and I think you know the biggest thing is going to be his health and, and you know how how is he able to move? Um, you know how is, it, is is he been affected by the knee? Uh, and then I think once they check that off, then they're going to take a look deeper into. Um, you know, just some of the off-the-field issues that he, that he had. But, uh, you know, I, I, I am a, a huge fan of Spencer, and I'm going to be rooting for him like, like crazy today. As BYU Sports Nation's reporter on the scene right now, do you expect hashtag Logan Takeover to trend in at least Salt Lake City today? <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm banned from Salt Lake City, actually. They don't like me there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I, they, they don't like Max. But as soon as I cross over, I get I get pulled over by the cops. So you know, yeah, it's going to be the Logan that. pullover. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Logan exactly on BYU right. Sports Nation, a guy who had five interceptions as a BYU football player from 2009 to 2010, All American, honorable mention. He is watching Pro Day. You've also been watching spring practice for the upcoming BYU Cougars. 168 days away from the season opener against Connecticut. What have you liked from the secondary as you've been at spring practice thus far, Brian? Man, uh, the secondary is, has been extremely physical. Oh, sorry, you got, you got kids on motorcycles down here. Settle um, those people down. It's not, it's not Bronco, is it? Man, no, no, not, not Bronco. It's just the, the kid, he, you know, he sees uh, NFL scouts and gets excited. Uh, JD has no, a motorcycle. Uh, he, Maybe he's coming he, in in style. He, he does. It, that would be that would be. Let good, Brian good way answer to, the question, <laughs> Jeremy. Let Brian answer the question. In, I would come in in a helicopter, <laughs> skylight through the, the, the IPS. That's what I would do. Um, no, but uh, I, you know, I, I think the, the, the secondary has been very, very physical, um, which is which is which is great. Um, and, and when I mean physical, I mean with the receivers. Uh, and, and there's some things that they're going to have to clean up when it comes to. Uh, you know, holdings and, and pulling on jerseys and, and, and things like that, which is fine. Um, but the, the first thing that you want to see is how physical are these guys going to be. And so, you know, usually I'm used to seeing guys just off the ball um, during one-on-one, um, and, you know, about seven yards off, ten yards off, which is the normal for, you know, a BYU uh, corner. Uh, but all of them have been up in the receiver's faces um, and, and press coverage, um, even in – seven-on-sevens and in, in, in team situations, uh, these guys are a lot closer. Um, I've, I've heard from a, a few other um, people around the, the program that Coach Howe and Coach Menard are kind of giving them a lot more freedom um, to, what they, to, to what they can do. Uh, they, they feel that they uh, don't want to put uh, these, these DBs uh, in a box, and, and they want them to be able to roam around and, and do what they please, kind of just like what Kyle did. Uh, in the last couple of years, they felt that they were able because they they were able to give them freedom, uh, but still play within the the, the, the scheme um, that, that they're able to bring the the athletic ability out of them. Um, you know the, the the best way. So um, you know I, I'm definitely excited. This is a very very athletic group, um, extremely extremely athletic. Um, you know it'll be exciting to see when 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 camp starts um, and the competition with with some of the the JC and the transfers. Uh, receiver-wise, come in to, to really see some, some competition. I don't think there's ever been more excitement about the defensive secondary for BYU ever. Which is, which is funny because you have, a, you have two starters, maybe th- you know, three returning, but there's a lot of hype with these guys. And, Brian, 
As of now, it would appear that Trenton Trammell and Jordan Johnson, if BYU uh, in six-ish months starts, those will be your cornerbacks. And then Craig Bills, and you called this a while back, several months ago, that Rob Daniel would be switched to safety. That looks like a pretty good group, not to mention Dallin Levitt, uh, Sam Lee, Kainakua, Michael Shelton, and, and other guys. They've got a lot of guys that they could throw in there. Oh, yeah. It's, they, have, they have depth. Um, they have talent. Um, I mean, they have experience. <laughs> I mean, everything that you that the coaches, coaches staff wants in a position group, um, you know, the, the DBs have this year. And you know, what, what's what's kind of what's going to be really exciting uh, or intriguing, really, is what they do with Rob. And and so right now in spring, yeah, it definitely looks like he will be, um, you know, uh, playing at the strong safety position or the free doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, he has been getting a lot of buzz from NFL scouts, uh, one mainly because just of his size and, and, and then his speed. And so, um, you know, if he goes to uh, – if he plays safety uh, at, at his size, um, he's just a, a, an average safety, um, you know, NFL-wise and what the NFL scouts are looking for. Uh, he may even be a, a little bit below average. You know, I know I think he's about 6'2", um, 6'3". Uh, and so, you know, nowadays NFL safeties – or you know six four six five, uh, and so you know if you make that switch with Rob, um, he becomes just an average safety. But if you keep him at corner, uh, he you know he becomes an above average corner, a corner that NFL scouts are looking for. And so um, what I've heard uh, from a little birdie uh, is that um, they are still deciding what they want to do with that situation. With BYU trying to get more and more guys to the NFL. Um, and and you know uh, you know leading the way for for potential um, uh, recruits you know showing these high school kids that hey we are sending guys to the NFL you know they are are strongly considering keeping Rob there uh, so it'll be interesting uh, how you know that rotation would be um, you know maybe if if they they do uh, you know sixty forty you know whatever the I don't know it'll just be interesting to see that um, trying to get Rob to the NFL. The Brian Logan Takeover, complete now today on BYU Sports Nation. Enjoy Pro Day, Brian. Great stuff. Always nice to have you with us. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Don't get pulled over. <laughs> no, I, I, I won't. I won't. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play with my son after this. Fair enough. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you, BYU Sports Nation, in the Cougars at large chances on Selection Sunday? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. Coming April 2nd, the 2014 Y Awards are on BYU TV. For the first time ever, the show's live on BYU TV, and fans are invited to attend the Marriott Center. Go to the Y Awards. The show's hosted by the cast of Studio C, Join us April 2nd for the 2014 Y Awards on BYU TV. It's going to be rated PG. It's going to get crazy. Live in the Marriott Center. That is nuts, man. <laughs> Resetting some of your top headlines. Bracket Matrix is Bracket again Matrix. updated. BYU still the fourth to last team in. That is comparing 102 brackets nationwide as of today. BYU, I believe, is in 84 of those brackets. Joe Lenardi has the Cougars as the second to last team in. And it's BYU Pro Day at the indoor practice facility as 
guys trying to keep the NFL dream alive and impress some scouts. We have some reporters on the scene who will uh, give some updates on BYUTVSports.com. Jake Edmonds, Skyler Hardman. Also, we'll swing by there after the show today. Also, Scout.com yesterday released some college football rankings. Actually, this morning. It's never too early. BYU at number 56. Huh? And Utah State at 54. What? BYU was 25 in another preseason poll. How do you have 25 and 56? They're doing the Scotsman up in Logan. And then we do want to mention former BYU defensive lineman and former analyst with us, Jan Jorgensen. He's the new football coach at his alma mater in Utah, Carbon High School. The Carbon Dinos. Congrats to Jan Jorgensen. Led by Jan Jorgensen. You know what I want to do right now? Play basketball. That and go to Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. National processing sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Let's go number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU's Pro Day. I'm going to say this is a big deal with this caveat. It depends on what player you're talking about. If you're talking about Spencer Hadley, J.D. Falsliff, guys that didn't get a chance to play in a yeah. post-bowl game for the seniors, uh, or, or guys that haven't really been looked at ser- seriously by NFL scouts, it's a huge deal for those guys. Even Cody Hoppen, who didn't have a great NFL combine, he needs to show up today. So for those three, I say big deal. For Daniel Sorensen and Kyle Van eh, not really. For me, I'll go no deal because ultimately you're judged by what you did on the field. This can be nice. You're right. For certain guys, they can stick out a little more, and then they then scouts can go watch and see what they did on, on the field, actually. But overall, in general, BYU Pro Day, no deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Jerry Paul moves BYU to third team out. This is a huge deal because Jerry <laughs> Palm has not had BYU anywhere near his bracket the entire season. Somehow, when they lose Kyle Collinsworth, and now that all these bubbles are bursting around them, Arkansas, California, St. John's, uh, we saw a couple other teams go down the other day. It, now, now they're climbing Jerry Palm's bracket, and they're not playing. Right. They're, they're, he, they're climbing Jerry Palm's bracket, which is good news for BYU fans across the country. I'm going to go big deal as well because apparently Jerry Palm went to the University of Utah because he hasn't mentioned BYU at all up until yesterday. And today, <laughs> what the heck? They've climbed despite not playing, so big deal. Jerry Palm's kicking rocks alongside the uh, train track right now. He's, he's <laughs> thinking about getting With on his the train and his pockets whistling. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> big deal, no deal. Jamie Zaninovich to the Pac-12. This is a big deal for Jamie Zaninovich. Uh, he's a guy that's worked really hard in the West Coast Conference. And, and if, if you didn't hear yesterday. He's, he's going to the Pac-12 as deputy commissioner, the second man in charge. And CEO, yes, to Larry Scott. He's the second guy to Larry Scott. This could actually be beneficial to BYU because Jamie has been around BYU so closely that now he can in a way, indirectly lobby for BYU and the prominence of their sports at, at programs. Least, at least have good information about He has about an idea. BYU. He knows BYU way better than anybody else in the Pac-12 right now. I can tell you that much. So he's moving to the Pac-12, and the West Coast Conference loses a really good commissioner, a guy that was invested in what those teams were doing. And so I, I say that's a big deal. Good deal for him as he gets a new job and probably a healthy raise. I'll, yeah, definitely. I'll go no deal because I don't think that he'll have any crazy influence over BYU in the Pac-12 with anything. Will it help? Yes. But overall, not a big deal. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer continues to get limited minutes on his new team. This is no deal. Jimmer Fredette 
is playing for a team that has a very small rotation. We knew that going in. Not only that, but DJ Augustine has decided to play like an all-star since the day Chicago picked up Jimmer. I don't know if that's pressure because he doesn't want to lose his minutes, but he's averaging 21 points a game. So there's no room for Jimmer in an already small rotation. They're not going to throw the new guy into a good playoff team. What coach is going to, is going to mix things up majorly when his team is on a roll right now? So Tom Thibodeau... They've won more games than anybody in the Eastern yeah. Conference since January 1. Why change it? Why, why throw Jimmer into the mix and, and do that if your team's playing really well right now? So I don't think it's because Tom Thibodeau dislikes Jimmer or doubts his ability to shoot the ball. They just haven't needed it yet. They this haven't is, needed it. This is a big deal to me because he was DNPCD, did not play coach's decision on a worse team with the Kings. I know he's not playing a lot, but he's at least playing on a good team. That's way more exciting for Jimmer than the Kings situation, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jimmer! 32. It's his jersey, and it's also his points per 48 minutes. Yes, this is an exaggeration, but we love the Jimmer. He now has 12 points in 18 minutes on 5 of 11 shooting. His per 48 is 32 points a game. Jimmer for dead. Look, right now, no deal. Give him a chance. Give him a chance to get in with that team. It's a big deal that he's on a good team, and he's at least playing a couple of minutes. Yes. Not playing on the Kings? What the heck? He's in a way better situation. Just be patient. Number five. Big deal, no deal. National title rematch tonight in volleyball. I'm going to go no deal on this, and here's why. Irvine is not the team they were last year. If this was two versus three or one versus three, then this would be a really big deal. They're still a good team, but they're not the caliber of team that they were last year. So I'm going to say no deal. BYU's playing at home. They don't lose at home. BYU wins this in three or four sets. This is a big deal because BYU is the number one team in the MPSF, and it's a home match, and it's an MPSF. MPSF match, and they need to win. You're right. Irvine is not the same team, but they're on a four-game win streak, second best in the MPSF. They're in sixth place. If BYU wants home court for the postseason tournament and to play on BYU TV, they need to win matches like this tonight. And plus, BYU and Irvine, that's BYU's competitive rival. There's no Utah men's volleyball. It's Irvine. What about UCLA? Uh, UCLA is the, man, we hate each other rival. Okay. Okay. Irvine's the, you've won back-to-back national titles rival. Number six. Big deal, no deal. Hunter McCardo, Hoods, and his stash. Oh, my goodness. If you didn't (laughs) see this last night, BYU played San Diego in baseball. First of all, this kid is a freshman. His name is Hunter Mercado Hood. That is the best mustache I've seen in a baseball game since Keith Hernandez in the late 80s. Keith Hernandez is jealous of that mustache. Burt Reynolds wants that mustache. Spencer Hadley is jealous of that mustache. I mean, that thing is good. Jerem Jordan tweeted out a picture last night, which I retweeted with uh, a caption of my own. So if you, if you want to see the picture of Hunter Mercado Hood, we'll, in fact, we'll send out a, pic- a picture again of this. It, it is amazing what this kid's doing as a 19-year-old. This is a big deal. Literally, it is big. It is going over the lip. It is probably not honor code approved. He couldn't play intramurals at BYU or uh, take a test in the testing center, and he'd probably forget a pencil and have to pay a quarter as well. Well done, Hunter Mercado Hood. I'm going to put my hands together for that. that that's, I don't know that's, if I, that's impressive. It, that is second, eh, probably first team All-American All-Mustache. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in BYU's at-large chances as a men's basketball team of getting into the NCAA tournament on Selection Sunday? Really quick to Twitter. At Loyal Cougars says, without Kyle Collinsworth's injury, I'd say 7. 
Okay, so better. But committee does consider injuries, so not feeling good. Right losses today could help. We've talked about who needs to lose. At, at Dixdog27, a five. Great computer numbers, but a couple of inexpli- uh, inexplicable losses, and no KC makes it a big question. Yeah, but those, yeah. those happened a while ago. That's what's good for BYU. The inexplicable losses came a lot. Those seemed forever ago. Just saying. Loss and injury and not good while you're waiting. There is a national championship rematch tonight in Provo. Jerem Jordan has dubbed it a big deal. Why will this outcome be different for BYU? Men's volleyball coach Chris McGowan tells us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Hawes, one of many anxious BYU basketball players, waiting their fate on Selection Sunday. Will the Cougars get in? If so, where will they be seated? Are they in a play-in game? So much riding on this team because of an injury to Kyle Collinsworth. Intriguing stuff that has blown up nationwide as all of the prominent bracketologists have, uh, have come in and said, look, it, it matters that Kyle Collinsworth was injured. It doesn't matter enough that they will leave BYU out. I think that on principle alone, if they leave BYU out because of that reason, they are making a, an enormous mistake. I don't know that that would be the perception nationwide, though. It would just be with, with BYU fans. And so ultimately, is what do national guys, the selection committee, think? Look at the blind resume, Jerem. 31 or 34 oh, RPI You don't have today. to debate this with me. I'm just saying, if you look at the blind resume, 34 RPI, 23 strength of schedule. They have 23 wins, and they're 8-7 and seven against the RPI top 100. How does that team get left out of the tournament? They, sh- they should be in. They should. J- Jason Williams of ESPN and I think Jay Bills were looking at blind resumes, and, and they saw BYU's resume, and they're like, oh, that team's in. That team's in. And then they brought up BYU, and they're like, oh, well, maybe not, which, is, which was the dumbest thing ever. They sound dumb. What's the point, what's the point of <laughs> blind resume if... If you're gonna if you're gonna counteract when yeah. you said all oh, that team's in because oh it's BYU well maybe not then no I don't know it defeats the purpose JD Falsov by the way on the bench so two twenty five seventeen reps whoa that's pretty good for a guy his size I once got the bar up it was awesome at two twenty five like in 08. you got the bar up with two twenty five or you just got no 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 the just bar. the bar which is forty pounds right forty five forty five see I don't even know. <laughs> There's a reason I'm up here talking into this mic and not out there. Oh, we're the guys that sit on the desk and talk about it. Yeah. Yep, that's okay. Our Twitter question today is, how confident are you, on a scale of 1 to 10, that BYU basketball will get in to the NCAA tournament on Selection Sunday? And Kanae Akua-Friel just put up 19. Oh, so he says that BYU on a scale of 1 to 10, 19. Oh, oh, you mean. Yes. Sorry. JD, 17 reps. Kanae Akua-Friel, 19. JD did two less than Kanae Akua-Friel. J.D. Falsov, who was like 5'8". Come on, Connie. Connie, that's still good. 19 is still pretty good. But 17 is crazy good for a guy his size. We'll be joined in a moment by Chris McGowan, head coach of the BYU men's volleyball team, as they get set for another big home weekend. They're not going to lose at home. I'm just going to say. They're, they're not losing. I, I talked to the Oracle via... Uh, How's he doing? Mobile, cell phone, whatever he was talking about. He's well. He's well. He said, uh, in, a, in a roundabout way, BYU does not know how to lose at home. That's cool that you talked to him because previously we had been rejecting his calls because they were still 1-800-COLLECT, which I did not know still existed. <laughs> Will you accept a collect He call? might have had a long-distance calling card, too. I was like, those things are still around at the gas station? Apparently That's awesome. Apparently up, up by Y-Mountain, there's some, uh, some random remote gas stations still selling those cards. 
So that's how he communicates with us. Yeah. Good for him, you know. <laughs> Got to get him back on the show. Hey, tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, third-ranked BYU, the leader of the MPSF, taking on eighth-ranked UC, Ir- UC Irvine, who's won back-to-back national titles in the Smithfield House, 9 Eastern. Don't miss it. It's going to be a good match. Okay, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in BYU's at-large chances for Selection Sunday? Let's go back to Twitter. You've got tweets. At Jeffrey Sheets, they deserve to be there, but those woulda, coulda, shoulda games are really coming back to haunt them now. Are they, though? Because everybody else is imploding around BYU. So you can say that if BYU's left out. Here's, here's but right why, now they're okay. Here's why I agree with uh, Jeffrey Sheets. If BYU would have uh, split, they lost four of those woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? If they only do two, then they have 25 wins, and they're probably above the uh, crust of the bubble here, if you will. That's not what's keeping them out now. I guarantee if Kyle Collinsworth wasn't injured, BYU was not being discussed so heavily on the bubble. What's keeping them out is the amount of losses in the WC- as a WCC team. If they had less losses, they wouldn't be in this position. Getting to the title game was enough in our minds. Even if BYU's 24 and 10 or 25 and 9, and Kyle Collinsworth gets injured during the West Coast Conference Championship and they lose the way they did to Gonzaga, they're coming down to the bubble. I'm telling you. One I, more win would help. Two more wins would help. It would hurt, but I don't know how much it would help them survive the injury of Kyle Collinsworth what's, and what happens there. What's bigger, BYU having two more wins or Kyle Collinsworth being hurt? What bigger impact? Hard to say. Hard to That's say. That's tough. At WCC boards, BYU is probably in. The only way they don't get in is if multiple bid thieves sneak in, which is possible, always possible, but not probable, especially the way that things are going right now. BYU, The teams that BYU need to lose are playing other good clubs today for the most part. So likely losses, although the, yes. the problem there is that uh, BYU can't have these other teams upset these good teams and then get a good win that then launches them ahead of BYU. That's the, that's the risk. Nope. And the fact that BYU has to sit here and wait, yeah. I'm uncomfortable with that. That's just, they can't control that. It's just part of being in the WCC. They play their tournament a little bit earlier so they can get TV exposure, and it works well. But the fact that BYU can't do anything to help their cause right now, that's tough. tough. It's that's really tough. tough. A busy week on BYU Sports Nation, and... While we have you on your calendars, April 2nd, mark it down, Y Awards live on BYU TV for the first time. April 2nd, do not miss it. We'll recap the best of BYU Sports Nation with our sounds of the week and a loaded Cougar whip around. You're listening and watching BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and simulcast on BYU TV. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. You know what time it is, brother? Time for the Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Volleyball. Tonight, the third-ranked Cougars play a rematch of last year's national title match with eighth-ranked UC Irvine. BYU won the first meeting in Irvine in five earlier this season. Coverage begins at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Rugby. The BYU rugby team travels to Idaho State. Don't sleep on Idaho State. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor Maddich. The match begins at 2.30 Mountain Time. Tennis. The 64th ranked, yes, I said 64th, ranked women's team is in Tempe, Arizona for matchups against number 50 Yale, their Y brethren and sisterin, today and number 28 Arizona State on Saturday. Cougars in the association. 
Sistren? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know you've used it before. Jim Murfredette played four minutes last night in a 24-point win against the Bulls. He scored three points. He now has 12 points in 18 minutes as a Chicago Bull tomorrow. The Kings, oh, yeah, visit the Bulls. Maybe Thibodeau plays Jimmer for 30 minutes tomorrow. Awkward. Men's basketball. BYU will know it's postseason fate Sunday. Watch the NCAA Tournament Selection Show on CBS at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I won't even tell you when the NIT Selection Show is because that's bad karma. (laughs) Women's basketball. The BYU women's team hoping for an at-large bid. They're going to get it. It's going to happen. I'm 100% sure. Their selection show Monday, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Baseball. After a 14-7 loss to San Diego last night in the West Coast Conference opener, BYU plays San Diego again tonight on BYU Radio and the W.TV at 8 Eastern. Tomorrow's series finale is live on BYU TV and BYU Radio with that man, Spencer Linton, on the call at 3 Eastern. Softball. You don't want to miss Hunter Mercado Hood's mustache either. No, you That's don't. That's another reason to watch softball. Now the Cougars are in Honolulu for the Rainbow Wahine Classic. BYU plays Valparaiso today, and they play in a bracketed tournament starting tomorrow. Swimming and diving. The whip is good today. The swim teams are in Federal Way, Washington for the senior sectionals, and the dive teams are in Colorado Springs for Zone E Diving. Track and field. The men and women at the NCAA Indoor Championships in Albuquerque, New Mexico, today and tomorrow. Breaking bad. Cougars in the PGA. That's way too loud, dude. Mike Weir and Daniel Summerhays are former Cougars are playing in the Valspar Championship in Palm Harbor, Florida. Weir is one over after the first round, and Summerhays is six over par. Both tee off this afternoon. Best sounds of the week coming to your radio right now. I feel like I'm kind of gaining momentum as I'm going into the NFL and getting a little more confidence. And you kind of, all right, yeah, maybe this is, you know, starting to come together. I mean, you look at the, the hole they dug themselves in that first half. They had 10 turnovers compared to Gonzaga's four. And then, of course, Gonzaga capitalized off those turnovers. And then when it did come time to dig themselves out, but late in the second half, they just couldn't quite make those crucial shots and unfortunately came up short. I've been on record for a long time now saying two BYU wins and two Gonzaga wins equals two teams dancing. To this season for me was a situation where about six or seven games ago, we started the playoffs. And I really believe that if we would have lost any one of those games, we wouldn't have been here. If you're the committee, you look at the way BYU finished, 10-2 and two in their last 12 games. Um, of course, they struggled at first in conference play, but, but I think the way they were able to kind of go through this home stretch here at the end and, and go 10-2, and two, I think that's pretty impressive. Now you look at where they're at, and I, and I say I say they're locked in the NCAA tournament. I believe in the coaches, and I know they'll put together a good game plan and, and be ready for the NCAA tournament and give the team the best chance to win. That is the best sounds of the week. Next week, Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict on the show. And West Coast Conference Commissioner until July 1st, new Pac-12 Deputy Commissioner and COO Jamie Zaninovich will join us to talk about his new adventure and, of course, the war room of Selection Sunday. Let's hand out a rise and shout. And I'm going to give it to J.D. Falsev already for 17 reps on the bench. That's 225 pounds. How many times can he do it? He did 17. Manaki Vitae. Did 21. Richard Wilson, 20. That's, that's appropriate. Connie Akua Friel, 19. I mean, that is a monster number for how small he is. a boy J.D. falls. But he's big now, apparently. 190, uh, according to Brian Logan. I wonder if he thinks BYU basketball is going to get into the NCAA tournament. How confident is J.D. 
in his huge, massive self right now that the Cougars are going to make the NCAA tournament. On a scale of 1 to 10, we've been asking you, BYU Sports Nation, what you think. Let's get back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At EW Robinson 1, in honor of today, my confidence is at a 3.14. Wow. That's Wait, it? Isn't that like, <laughs> what, isn't that, uh, there's some, pi, 3.14, isn't that pi, the, the mathematical term? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You did. It's March 14th. Yeah. No, Pi I, day. I know. I know okay. I'm, okay. There oh, I didn't know you were kidding. <laughs> Brian Logan. Brian Logan just tweeted that Spencer Adley did 24 in the bench press. I'm sorry. I missed that. What was that? I was. Uh, my head was it, on isn't the desk. That pi? I, was, I like, was asleep. Oh my goodness. Uh, at CVD6262, I'm getting trolled. So don't feel bad. You, you got you got something about your hair. I got I got it about the way I say deal, and I don't say it deal. I say deal. So he said, where, your, your and where ti- are you from? Your title graphic misspelled that last segment. The way Spencer Linton was talking, it should say, <laughs> should say, big deal, no deal, as in a deal pickle, not deal. D-I-L-L. I'll work on that. I will work on that. My, my wife gives me a hard time about that all the time. Deal. Deal. <laughs> At N-W-C-I-Z here. Eight. Finished strong yeah. and didn't get blown out by the Zags. Had Zags kept that a 20-point lead, I think they'd be out. Dude, he's I was on the a- train. He's on the train still. BYU is going to get into the NCAA tournament, but to me, it's by a sliver, baby. I'm thinking play-in game. I'm going to call it now. At RT McCombs, teams like Ole Miss, Illinois could steal bids. Yes, but they haven't yet, and BYU's still in position. And, I mean, and it's harder to steal a bid than uh, than be in BYU's position, which is, okay, we have a resume that's worthy. Done. Body works done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, other teams have to make a play, if you will, against BYU. Quickly, the teams you are rooting against today. Dayton, Providence, Florida State, Utah, Missouri. Utah State. Okay. Always. Dayton, Providence, Florida State, Missouri. You want Go all Utah Valley, of those though. teams to lose. Mark it down. Hey, thanks to our guest today, Brian Logan, and uh, everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links. And so much more. Remember the Y Awards live on BYU TV for the first time on April 2nd. Episodes of our show on demand at BYURadio.org every afternoon and on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Ron Salise. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday. Have a great weekend.